In the next 10 seconds, you're going to be entertained, educated, or informed by this podcast. Take your pick. This podcast is proudly on the Conduit Podcast Network, relevant to our interests. Welcome to Consume Only This Podcast. This is your host, Irby Audio. Um, when I'm doing this, I go by Irby Audio because it kind of makes me different than regular Irby. It's like toss on that I'm engineering this as well. But nevertheless, uh, I appreciate everyone for listening to episode two. Uh, this podcast, we are going to be interviewing some amazing people. I'm super geeked to uh, have relationship podcast on my on my show today oh hi uh do you do government lopez can we do full governments here and <laughs> stacy daniels and what's up hi guys <laughs> yeah yeah so we have them in the studio today and they have an amazing podcast called relationship and that podcast means more to me than i would like to lead on <laughs> it, okay uh, we got a fan in the house wait no, definitely definitely yeah. why does it mean so much to you what what means so much um the rawness of it and it kind of gives me a, a view into relationships that i normally don't get a look into you know um people who are people who are seen as uh, you bring a lot of comedians on and goofballs and people that you know are often everything they say is oh you're so funny but you know they're real people they they really have insight into love and and sex and and all of this so it's like wow you you really get a chance to hear that you know what i mean every time you hear someone on stage you're like oh dick sticks dick sticks you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like when they're like oh man like i'm really bummed this girl in 12th grade did me so wrong i'm you know like it's kind of <laughs> like you kind of get their real story so and i've always found comedians and and improvers as of late uh to be kind of like the voice of the people where they should be letting super smart people and um they get to say what we can't you know uh thank you so much that's really nice i'm i love it's a very few people to be honest that love it so much but the people that do tend to be really fucking cool so right right, definitely thank you so much Uh, no problem my pleasure um so let's get to know y'all a little bit um Let's start with with the lovely Oha. I, I love the jacket, by the way. They oh, can't see you. it, but it looks like uh, you were uh, what's it, Captain Planet? I wanted one of the characters, very nineties, and uh, I love it though. Thank you. It's like a military jacket. Um, just go, just rant, just about myself. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us who um, you are. Uh, how were you born? Was it like violent? <laughs> I was a star baby, cesarean vaginal, one hundred percent vaginal baby. I was a we call a star baby, uh-huh. which is when you come out ass first. <laughs> wow, oh, yeah. really? Reach. Yeah, it's like all stars of today. Yeah, you come out ass first. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Ass. And you've always it's been. Like the, I've always been like that. And uh, my grandmother said I was the ugliest baby to ever be born. Oh. Very unattractive attractive non-sexual like i was not sexy at all uh, non-sexy not baby. not a sexy you baby. weren't sexy baby. i was not a sexy baby oh yeah. that's that's me yeah. like, <laughs> it's okay it's okay some she babies are sexy pretty toddler exactly. okay she, very she very sexy grew toddler. into her head <laughs> yeah yeah um 
but yeah, so I was born in Venezuela mm. in nineteen eighty six. It was a stormy three thirty afternoon. No, I don't know why this person has an accent. Um, but then I moved to the U.S. in two thousand and five, and then met Stacy um, not too long after that. We were friends for a long time, kind of distant friends until we uh, she started taking an improv class I was teaching. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So, what about you, Stacy? I am a 32-year-old divorcee. I have nice. four kids yep. um, and 12 cats. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm out there looking for my Mr. Right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, somebody preferably hairy like a goat from the neck down. Yeah, she likes it when they uh, propel themselves up, like off of her onto other things like goats as well. Ah, ah. Yeah, just jumping. And mm-hmm. if you'd eat my grass... You know what I mean? Um, That'd be great. No, uh, that's so stupid. That's actually my Dungeons and Dragons character, Trixie LeBaron Wombs. I thought it was was, uh, Dixie, no, Trixie Dixlayer. That is a character. So I love the name Trixie. Um, That's a character that I made for a show we did before. Right. Trixie Dixlayer would be a good one, but Trixie LeBaron Wombs is like trying to get back out there and she's... Um, she's lonely. Okay. Uh, honestly, I honestly actually am 32. That was the truth. Ah. Uh, from the suburbs, live in the city. I do hair. I do a podcast and I write comedy shows. Yeah, we do write comedy shows. Yeah, we together. Have a whole other array of things that we do that are comedy, um, that aren't just the podcast. Huh. Yeah, and we don't do improv anymore, but we yeah. should. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so that's not improv. If you're writing it, it's not improv. No, so uh, how- you know, a lot of people don't realize all the different ways that you can do comedy. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Oha used to be in a troupe. Mm. That did an improv show every Thursday. She was a house troupe at Beta Theater. Oh, okay. And then we've got to stop saying that place. Like, just <laughs> oh, wow, someone's on the way down. It's dead. Oh, like, it's, it's 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 gone. Oh, uh, they really know? left. Yeah, it died. I didn't like, know that. I, I mean, I've never been inside the realm. Wow. Okay. Um. So, uh, w- she was doing improv and then teaching improv. So I did take improv. Mm. Improv is the completely improvised scenes between people on stage absolutely uh and then you have stand-up where people write jokes and they tell it and they probably hate themselves after <laughs> they're also by themselves on stage by There's themselves on else. stage nobody else and then sketch comedy is what we do for our show okay, okay. where we write sketches or bits with characters and it's like a play sort of thing i would say it's a mixture actually of probably all of them sure but it's not stand up and it's not quite improv because we write it you know um but you you do a lot of improv on stage because you don't memorize a script (laughs) that's right (laughs) Right, right, right. but luckily oha is when she gets on a stage actually just a a star again there you go the star baby born star and you are (laughs) still a star um so yeah there's a lot of different types of comedy Mm -hmm. uh some people just write stories Mm -hmm. that are funny um we have a lot of friends that do that like zines and stuff sure zines is one of them growing up story time there's lots of different avenues to do it and so that is our avenue right now is sketch oha does a little bit of stand-up too Mm -hmm. i don't want to speak for her but i will the whole time (laughs) Um, and our other writing partner, Catherine Way, also does stand-up. Okay, okay, awesome, awesome. So you went from improv to writing. Was that kind of tough? I mean, what I think it was natural to start writing with you. Yeah, I think it was, too. I um, 
I already did a show uh-huh. that was happening, and uh, okay. Stacy came on to the show and really kind of rubbed it up and put it kind of to the next level. We changed it. Um, I was a fan of the show. That's why I started writing for it. I got asked to, thank God, and then uh, we did that for another year and a half together. But, no, we changed it, like, amplified it. Okay, definitely, uh, definitely. It wasn't like, level. yeah, it mm. wasn't like she came in and hated a bunch of stuff about it. Right, it just right, really right. made it a lot better yeah. and a lot more thought out. Absolutely. Um, the I'll tell you a little bit, I guess, about the transition of improv and writing. So when you do improv, it mm. is essentially writing just on the spot. Right. So you learn a lot of te- uh, techniques while you're doing improv that further the story, like, for example, to uh, focus on the relationship between the people or to mm-hmm. focus on what the other person is saying and making mm-hmm. it valuable. So in essence, you are writing as you're doing improv, Mm -hmm. and then you create premises, um, and a lot of, you know, sketch that happens on SNL, a lot of sketch that happens for sketch shows that are pretty well known around the U.S. They start off as improvised scenes that then people polish and do over and Mm -hmm. over again until they're just perfect and make a lot enough of sets. to be a sketch and make the yeah. show. So right. a lot of people use improv as a tool for writing uh, comedy. Hmm. So Have you ever done improv comedy? No, I haven't. You I should do it. I thought about it um, maybe about a year ago, and I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up for an improv class, and then I was like, yeah, let me do that, let me do that. Oh, the price kind of sticker shot, kind of like to learn how to, you know, be silly in front of people and follow these kind of ambiguous to me rules i was just like i didn't i didn't know if it was worth it start saving your money now okay it's usually about two hundred dollars right right, that's exactly and i was just like i was poor at the time and then keep um and then go yeah i think it's totally worth it. just to say something it's one of the most important things i've ever done in my life Me too. i would say Um, i miss it Uh, i never want to do it in front of people because i don't think i'm good at it but It's so fun. Absolutely. I, um, I've i always thought, like, I guess improv in the kind of mindset I always grew up in was, like, I love rap music, you know, I grew up around mm-hmm. hip-hop and whatnot. So you think of freestyling, you know what I mean? You think of, like, oh, man, I'm about to go off the dome. Yeah. The go off. And, and it kind of reminds me of the same concept, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, there's rules, there's all kind of, um, you know, you can compete, and there's levels to it. So, mm-hmm. um I kind of look at it as freestyling, and I was like, oh, I've never been good at that either. So, let me, and it kind of put me in my own show. But uh, speaking of being put in your own show, what, what what do y'all do when you have an idea and it's not working? Do you ever feel like, how do you get rid of that self-loathing feel that like, ah, I just let four people hear that and all of them say it. Uh, I think it, oh man, that's a tough one. Okay, this is going to sound completely strange. I don't have a lot of that self-loathing. Great, great. I I definitely have the nerves of that this could fail. Like, I I feel very nervous, like, I'm going to fail at this, and Mm -hmm. everyone's going to hate it, and they're going to hate me, and I'm the worst, and why am I doing this? Right, right, right. Um, When we're writing, we, I mean, we just, like, throw away a lot of ideas, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we keep a lot of ideas. Uh, so we we work on it really hard first. If you're talking about an improv, like the dumb shit you say that's like not good, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's just... It just happens and you, you like you can't take it yeah. back. It's, it comes out yeah. and it's done. You just move on. You hope that the person saves you on stage and then you just walk off. 
So uh, I think a part of improv is is actually a, one of the reasons why I think it's a super useful tool is really to deal with what you're talking about. So for me, um, with improv, because the rate of failure is so high and it's mm -hmm. so constant, it's yeah. sort of like... Because most improv is horrible. It is. Most <laughs> improv is terrible. And while yeah, you're learning to do it, it's really been horrible. It is the worst. It's so bad because you don't have the tools at the beginning. You're just going to do a terrible job. So it really ends up being kind of exposure therapy mm -hmm. where you're like constantly failing, constantly doing poorly. And then you realize, oh... I, ha I can't maintain this level of anxiety over it. So you start actually figuring out what the stakes are. And then you realize that the stakes are incredibly low. That like, <laughs> wow. that really what is at stake there is nothing. Yeah. Because there's a group of people, even if, are, do you think any of those people are going to come out and going to be like, I don't want to be in your friend circle anymore <laughs> because that improv was so bad. Right, no, they right, might right. stop coming to your they shows. Will, they <laughs> might stop coming to your shows. That's the worst that could happen is that they stop coming to your shows. Yeah. It's like not They're a gonna big They're going to stop deal. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's like the idea of improv in general is getting used to stewing and that kind of quote self-loathing that you're talking right, about right. and learning how to not let it affect you. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so, why I started this podcast because I was like I am I'm running the network and I started to gain more shows in the network I didn't feel like I have failed and succeeded on my own as a host, you know, as mm -hmm. my on my own podcast, talking myself, you know. So I was like, instead of like bossing other people around, like do this, do that, do that, because as an engineer, I'm in the other room telling people, oh no, talk like this and do this. If I don't get out there and and, and face the stage myself, then how can I tell anyone else to do it? You know. I agree. I mean, I think that's just an you want to um, you want to put your voice out there. I think that putting your stamp on something is one thing, but putting your actual voice out there is way more exciting. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm getting to that point. I, I yeah. think I've always been a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Uh -huh. Like, uh, as an audio engineer, like, by trade, it's like, I love recording music and being at shows like concerts and things like that, and I really don't need to be, like, in the forefront because I guess it's always, like... I don't know, when you're the tallest guy in the room, you get kind of self-conscious. Like, oh my God, like everyone can see me. And, you know, I kind of like to take the back seat with this podcast. And and uh, I, I think I think if I do improv, it really help me break out of my, mm -hmm. my shell and kind of really be fearless, you know? You know what I learned, just piggybacking on what Oha said, that the stakes are low? Is that what you said, right? Mm -hmm. The stakes are low. I took this class a long time ago, and I realized, like, uh, like nobody cares <laughs> yeah. about you right, but right. you so uh, what you do they honestly will not even remember unless you like pee your pants in front of them or, or <laughs> shit your people pants out or maybe like, they'll, they'll have to record you you know what i, I mean? still like, think they'd forget melt down so um yeah i just think that nobody cares about you and some people get their feelings hurt when they're like what like, but seriously, right, right. No people are so hyper focused in their own world on yeah. their own issues. It's very, mm -hmm. it's very rare that they're hyper focused on you. I, I guess, when it comes to improv, I, I do remember feeling this. I remember feeling that um, if there was like a group of people that I like wanted 
to think that I wanted them to think that I was good at it Mm -hmm. or like if they were really great improvisers or I admired them then I would get a little nervous you know um and I did a lot of like workshops with like world-renowned improvisers and I always definitely felt that like I want to be teacher's pet kind of feeling um teacher's pet um but yeah (laughs) i i did i did have that feeling so i did get nervous but it definitely yeah i feel the same way as you do i don't have that self-loathing thing except hold on though like before a show or anything you do even before reading somebody else's story that they wrote you will actually go yeah yeah you'll and sometimes actually throw out but you gag just like she just walks around going ah I if you guys if you guys have ever watched it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah. he does that. Bit, yeah. That's how I am before every single show. Big D, like <laughs> every single yeah. show, and it it's not sweet a, D. I think it's sweet D. Sorry, when I say <laughs> I call her Big D, Big D, that's which me. is like yeah, that's. <laughs> you know what? Wait, that's penis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool, that cool, is cool. big dick. Um, big dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I do do that. But I, it's not necessarily like. Uh, I mean, it is fear of failure in some mm-hmm. parts of it, but it's very much like a physical reaction. Yeah, it's just nerves. I get really, I mean, I get very nervous before a show. I prefer not to talk to anybody. Be very quiet. I yes. don't like anybody. I don't want to talk, and I want to um, ma- not listen to you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Just please don't bother me. Yeah. You got to get in your zone. Yeah. yeah, but people do. They walk up like, hi, I'm here to see you, your show. And I'm like, okay, go sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go have fun. It's I gonna be so fun for you. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> so, so how do y'all approach podcasting? When you, when you, it is more of a planned thing. It's a little bit more like you know you have time now. Okay, let me phone up this person. Or one thing I love about your podcast though is, is the the network of improvers and writers and and the people y'all find for for y'all's guests are so diverse and intriguing. I really love y'all's guests like that. that that's like the heart and soul of it, really. But I mean. Mm. We have a pool. I mean, if you go to an open mic right. and you talk to a stand-up and you ask them to talk about themselves for an hour, they will all do Done it. Done deal, yeah. Except, like, two people have turned us down. You know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> which is really rude. Yeah, absolutely. You live together. Yeah. So, you're both teachers. Yeah. Okay? Wow. Yep. Um, Bloffer and... Mick. Mick. Jerry Weather. Hope you slip your toe, guys. Hope we love you. Yeah. We love you. Um, so if you go ask them, most of them want to do it. They just love the idea. And they need the practice, honestly. Mm. I think that everybody here who wants to do something for real, they need the practice to talk and converse and um, have a conversation that's back and forth. Have a conversation where you can answer questions. Have a conversation um, that's honest. Because a sure, lot of times, yeah. y'all, I mean, y'all hold no no punches, you know, it's right out the way. Like, tell me about your vagina. I'm like, oh, yes, please. Mm-hmm. So, like, not even not in the gross, you know, it's like, yeah, like, most people aren't ready for that. And some people are really ready for that, mm-hmm. <laughs> Stacey. No, I'm really uh, ready for it. She is really I'll ready I'll talk about mine right now. <laughs> I, I, I know. I don't care. Everybody's hurt. If you've listened to a relationship, you've already heard it. Yes, yes. You heard your, we've all heard the sounds of your vagina. On there. Well, I didn't play actual sounds. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, mean, I know, I'm like, just making fun of you. Oh, right because now. I was like, <laughs> oh, huh? I've lying. done things, but not that. <laughs> um, so do y'all play off of that? Like, you're. 
how, how would you compare your dynamic? Like, uh, oh, hi, you're more of the what? And Sexy. Stacey, you're more of the, uh, you know, no, oh, hi's locks her hair. Like, you know, just want to play in her hair and I sing John Legend song. songs to her. Oh, like, thank you. just lovely. Nice. That's the sweetest She thing. is looking to bone a man, so. Yeah. Could be you. Watch out. Um, so... Our dynamic. Why am I the only one talking? I'm, I no, but talk. I will. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you I'm know sorry. what? Okay. No, 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 you talk. No, you no but if I should. Okay, you should. Um, I. I mean, I think I'm in love with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, our dynamic is. Hold on. Look at my eyes. I'm looking right at them. Um, I have them face to face, guys. Those microphones set up is like they're looking at each <laughs> other and fawning over each other. Our dynamic is very sisterly. I like agree. a like a BuzzFeed video, like oh, tell me about my. Oh my, yeah, you know? I love those videos. I love those videos. Oh, I addictive. want my boyfriend now to go in there. I'm like, tell me what you thought about this. Um, I our dynamic is obviously you know this like yeah, uh, very sisterly. We work yeah. really well together. If when I am much harsher than you, you are, and definitely more like detail oriented and picky and you know um but you like chill out you balance yeah i definitely feel like we we definitely balance and i'm unbothered by a lot of things okay um where whereas maybe other people you know think that stacy's too brash or that she's mean or she says it Mm -hmm. really doesn't affect me at all Mm -hmm. and if it does affect me then i'll just go like "Ooh, girl you know like (laughs) real quick who says that what who says that i'm too brash and too mean (laughs) you well what about other people um, name do you want names. me to name names? Yeah. Right <laughs> um, Who sent you? <laughs> Catherine probably would say oh, that. Oh, you bitch. I know. Um, who else would say that? I mean, I don't know. Probably just just people around us. Oh, ha. That makes me feel like people talk bad about me. No, they don't say bad things about you. Of course not. <sighs> oh, my Stacey, God. Stacey, it's in the same duh. way that you feel comfortable with it. I think they feel comfortable with it. I would talk about how brash and how mean you are. <sighs> like, I would say that you're a kind person, but you're not polite. Yeah, I don't think I'm very kind. That yeah. is not... No, I, I think you are I kind. I think I'm polite. I don't think I'm nice. Yeah. Okay. So there's 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 some Big there's some shades yeah. here yeah. for yeah. sure, but Fifty Shades of Bitch. <laughs> 50, that's good. That should be a that's my one woman show. Fifty Shades of Bitch. Yeah, I don't think that I'm very nice to people, mm-hmm. um, though I will. I mean, like I'm giving, but I I just don't have time for it. Like, I think you have up. very well established boundaries yeah. that that sometimes you work on, sometimes you don't work on. They're, I think you're very self assured. Hmm. Yeah, very yeah. self assured. They can be extreme, but also it's um, let's call it this. I think that you uh, understand yourself probably a lot better than other people understand themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're faced with certain things, you kind of just make quick decisions based on how well you know yourself. Do you think everybody thinks that they know themselves really well? I don't. I just wonder that about people. Like, how many people are just like, I know myself. And other people that were like, I'm garbage and I'm just learning every day. Well, maybe I feel like uh, for you, personally, I feel like it's... Uh, it's maybe a combination of those things. Yeah. I think that there's certain I'm areas. Garbage, and I know that about myself. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's certain areas where you're like, "Ooh, I don't know exactly where I'm coming from." What about you? 
Um, I feel like I'm a, bi- a big mix, too. Probably more so that don't really know myself as much and still uh-huh. learning, but definitely made big leaps in the past mm-hmm. few years, You're for sure. You're having a renaissance, right? Yeah. Is that a, wait, is that what it's called? Yeah, a renaissance. Like have a new one? Yeah. For sure. I feel a lot better now than I have ever in my life, which is, Ooh. and each year has been that way. It's been more complicated and better. What did you say to me the other day? Yeah. We were talking about OHA kind of getting back in, uh-huh. um, you know, her best life ever right right as iliana or whatever oh, yeah Ilana fix my life Ilana. <laughs> oh iyanla fix my life <laughs> um and we were just talking about just her having her best life and all this stuff her oprah moments and she was like what's it like like kathleen got her groove back Veronica, like, she's oh ha, yeah, she's back in the mode of things. So she means Stella got her groove back. Yeah, yeah Stella. And yeah. that's Oha being a white woman. Yeah, <laughs> Veronica. She's like, what's that girl's name? Veronica that gets her groove back. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, sister? <laughs> Tay Diggs, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. he was in that. He's in everything. In but uh, <laughs> as far as but, I'm concerned, he's a good. Well, he's a good one. I mean, in everything. In red, yeah. Ooh. You know, your butthole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love butt stuff, yeah. yeah. We, we support it on consume only this. No. But uh, I don't really know myself until I'm reminded that I don't like something. Like, mm. like childhood memories, you know what I mean? Like, I do not remember my childhood whatsoever until I'm triggered to, like, oh, I remember the Fruit Loops. I remember when, you know, my sister dropped me on my head because I spilled her bowl. You know, uh, <laughs> stuff like so, that. You know? uh, can I ask a personal question? Yeah, go for it. Are your it. parents addicts? No, 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 not at all. And you just don't remember your childhood? I mean, it's just like... That usually happens from trauma. My parents are... I'm the youngest. Uh And my siblings are much older than me by like... Well, not much. Kind of five years and nine and ten years. Okay. So, like, I was... By the time in my formative years, they were getting divorced, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it was more like... I really didn't have much emotion until, like, I got to, like, high school and and, and college. I mean, everything was kind of like a blur, kind of like, everything was done to maintain and not really to... to Nurture. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, like, getting ready for church on Saturday, went to church on Saturday, whatever. But uh, my sister would get me ready. So, you know, like, the... You know, ten year old getting getting uh, a five year old ready, and that's not a big deal. You know, she knows how to, you know, do things like that. But I really don't remember a lot of my parents just like sitting me down, telling me this, telling me that. Everything was just like follow the lead of the older ones, and you'll get how everything goes around here. We, you know, you know, rents do. You know, like we got to go handle that. So that's how it more. That's how it was for me, and um, it, like I, I just don't ever sit back I remember that one time in two, you know 1995 and this you know mm-hmm. like I, I have to be watching Forrest Gump and be like oh I remember my mother correcting me for saying you know stupid is a stupid yeah. you know like so uh, yeah it's like a well yeah so that's interesting but I would probably start there yeah, yeah. Um, how you have lack of memory and then just start like trying to recover memories and then you'll learn a lot about yourself absolutely Absolutely no. I mean, but I, but I, and at this point in a dating uh, perspective, because uh-huh. uh, that's what y'all shows about, and uh, uh, I really like if someone asked me like, "What am I looking for? What do you like in a woman? What do you, you know, what uh-huh. do you like and don't like?" 
I just have to be around you enough to be like, ah, ah, there we go. You know, like, like. I don't like you that. Know, exactly. Yeah. Like, like flag, you know, like flag on the play. Like, I like, think it's just as important to know what you don't want. Absolutely. It yeah. starts whittling away. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You could probably go the opposite of some of that, you know. Absolutely. And but but the but the thing that really comes for growth from a man is knowing what from you don't <laughs> knowing what you don't want and and not taking it. Oftentimes we can be like I don't like that, but I like you, you know? I don't like this, but I like you. I don't like that, but I like you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to... Uh, that, that, that's come well, up for me, you know, from my perspective. Yeah, I just wonder if that, like... You can have, like, I think. This is only my opinion. Um, but I am the most qualified opinion giver. You are. Um, Facts. I, I think that you can... Uh, if I dated Oha... Right. Which I would be lucky to do. Yes, Very please. Blessed. Ooh. If I dated you and I didn't like that you are... Say something you actually don't like. Well, I want to <laughs> pick something small first. So I want to do an example. So if I don't like... Um, that I'm late all the time. No, that's actually a really big thing. Yeah, okay. I'm Sorry. picking a small thing that you're <laughs> late. Um, if I don't like that you're forgetful... Okay. Um it's like a small thing you're forgetful you you put gas in my car this weekend we went to austin you you didn't screw the cat back on you're just forgetful you just don't notice things that's a small kind of thing right but then if you have like a huge thing i could forgive oha that i just know to like we have a we'll have a dynamic where i come through and do it or whatever but if there's something where oha is not late but what if you just like flaked on things yeah you just were so late you shouldn't even show up yeah. Then that's like a bigger thing. You can't just like that. Like I don't like tardiness, but I like you. You're just yeah. You won't, it's you'll a portion never be of it's a portion of like what respect is and what it means to you. Right. So it's like a deeper all issue. The, all the um, no, it symbolizes. Obviously, what I'm saying is, it symbolizes a deal breaker. But there's like little things. What if I don't like the way you dress? Which I do. But a lot of guys that I've dated have been like, I don't like how you dress. That's a little thing. If you don't like that I spend my money online on clothes all the time, that's probably a bigger thing because it's my finances. It's like something you can't ignore. So question, in terms of what you think your deal breakers are, Mm -hmm. what do you think your deal breakers are? My deal breakers? uh... You can just have like two or three. You don't have a whole list. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm trying to think of the ones. I'm trying to think of the ones. I personally have like 50. Yeah, Um, Definitely don't like someone who always. I don't like a woman who thinks like a man. I know, like when oh. when, when Steve Harvey kind of came out with this, okay. think like a man. Like I've dated a woman who was like, I want my son to be a to to be like a player. You know what I mean? Like like she's a single mother, and she's like, oh, I know my son's gonna be you know fucking all these girls, and he's only like. Uh, what was he? Only like five. He's a sexy baby. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I don't like a woman who like takes every perspective, like a man would take it. Hmm. That just really aggravates my soul. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm, where, where am I gonna? And I'm not, not even that I want to be that, but yeah. where am I gonna fit? You know? Okay. The, you're dealing with a lot of like gender stereotypes. Yeah, that, exactly. Also, like you shouldn't 
even act like that. <laughs> exactly. No, I agree yeah. and I don't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't act like a man. I don't know what I'm that means exactly. I'm a man in every way of the word. Yeah. Um, no, no, I agree. I'm a thousand percent with you. Yeah, but I mean, I for sure am a strong-ass woman and many men can't handle it probably because they think I act like a man. <laughs> I'm not saying that <laughs> people should be fucking other people, well, kids, but I'm definitely like, I can do that myself. You know. No, 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 that's another thing. No, no, that's not what I mean. I mean more so like, uh, it's kind of it's kind of tough to to put gotta, it in the words. You got to flush that one out. You got to figure out what you mean. What are some other deal breakers? Okay, let's see. Um, someone who's just like not nice. Like I just need someone who's pleasant. You know, I got to be around. I got you got to be an escape and not like a yeah. Um, uh, not like coming home to a war zone um definitely someone who just put together as far as i know this is this is a juicy one um i don't like it when a woman tells me i need you to handle me have you ever are you dating (laughs) what is going on You um, never heard of a woman say like I need I mean, a man that can handle me. Well, like you know, like I mean, like you're, you're, you're a lot to handle and like I. Uh, yeah, but okay, I thought you meant in the way of like be my handler. Yeah, like, like tell, tell me, me where to go. To yeah. yeah, no, no, I mean, but sometimes that is getting in that ballpark. It's not like a BDSM type thing, but it's no, just no, like no, 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 yeah. Uh, so okay. I'll tell you a lot of what I hear here, just in general on deal breakers. I feel like it's a lot of like. Uh, knowing yourself more so than anybody else. Right. So, for example, what is it about somebody who, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like look at it outwardly, I guess, with you. Right, but right, I think right. it's more like what makes you feel like those things aren't good in somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, or why do you keep going out with the same woman that says things like this? Good point. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Carrie Bradshaw type. He's dating the same woman over again, somebody who acts like a man and who is like saying things like, I hope he can handle me. Um, it's almost like a challenge. Like, it's like a. Like, well, yeah, they put up like a, like a, a thing wall, right up. Yeah. yeah. Th- this is my opinion. I think men tell you who they are, mm-hmm. and I think women show you who they are. I think it's in our natures. Mm. Um, and so I think a woman who tells you who she is is likely the o- no. Yeah. I would say it's likely the opposite. You think it's the opposite? Okay. And m- my girlfriends, when th- when they tell people who they are, mm-hmm. um, it, it's they're the they're the different. Have like you, a girl that says, "I'm not a drama queen. I hate drama. <laughs> I hate okay, drama." Okay, first thing you should know is I hate drama. I hate drama. You know me. You know me. That means that they love drama. She's brewing it up every day or something. Yeah. That like, maybe, I mean, maybe it's not in a negative way, but she just likes drama, you know? Um, anybody who just tells you what they are, a female, I just don't totally trust that. That is kind of a gender thing, um, but I, uh, I, I just think that women with our, because um, we're different, we're better, whatever. Yeah, um, number one. I think that we are, we're going to show you what we are. Right. A man is going to tell you, be like, I am such a jerk. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bad at texting. I like never call back. And they were like, why hasn't he texted us? Like, oh, well, he told you. Yeah. That he was like, that. I'm really bad at relationships. 
I just am, I just am so bad at them. Well, he's told you, but you've just like then if we don't listen, then yeah, then we'll see it. You know. I I, I can kind of see what you mean. I um like myself. I'm very persistent, but not consistent. You know, when it comes to. I, I think most men are like that, you know. We, um, we we know how to chase. We know how to go after what we want. But once we get it, like, doing those things... How old are you? 28. Yeah, I mean, the saying that, like, I, I do think most, you know, immature, and that's not in a negative way. I think right. that you have growing to do. Definitely. As a lot of people do. Um, I think that's an immature quality, to be persistent but not consistent. Um, there's many, many people. Well, it, it depends on, like, it, it just shows what your true desire is yeah. or what your real, um, where you are in your life, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you you have a journey in your path still to go, a path in your journey definitely, still to definitely, go. Yeah. Um, you, but, yeah, if you're going to be persistent but not consistent, at least you know that about yourself. True. It's gotten um, better. It's gotten much better. But what happens is, like, we get tricked by the persistent and then let down by the inconsistent. Right, right, right. So that it's like just a waste of time. Uh, people like you, if you're going to be like that, I think you shouldn't date. Uh, uh, like not uh, exclusively. I think it should be like very casual. You should let everybody know that it's very casual. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then yeah. everybody's aware and of treat what's it going very on. casual. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I feel like there's. I'm going to quote this movie called Shop Girl that's written by Steve Martin, and I heard um, it. basically he says. Um, I hurt you because I wanted a parts of you, but I didn't want all of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the idea of um, dating or wanting somebody for a long-term relationship or loving somebody is I want all the good bits of you. I want the parts where you're kind and polite and nice, but then the other parts I don't want. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can all identify with that. Like, it's like mm -hmm. fucking tiresome to be with somebody and have a same fight over and over again for years. Like, that's horrifying. You shouldn't, yeah. Um, but I think people do it because they see that they want the whole person. Right. And then the boundaries come when you say, well, what are my deal breakers? So you should work on your deal breakers. Because yeah. those are the things that are going to enable you to be in long-term relationships it's without just, like, wounding the shit out of yourself. Healthy, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So what advice from a guest, and feel free to name them, uh, the episode, well, I'm pretty sure you can't remember the episode, but what what advice or what we both know exactly topic came is, yeah. up that was, like, the most inspirational or you took it you took it to heart the most like what well, were well, some of the better ones as soon as you said that oh and i both thought of the same one yeah <laughs> our favorite there is a comedian in la um but he considers himself a world comedian his name's billy wayne davis okay yeah and he was just recently on conan okay wow. he's so funny and he told us this kind of parable about being in the little league championships mm-hmm and how they like his team his when team he was won. in oh, wow, when yeah. he was in like primary school or something I don't like know that. yeah they yeah. get pretty young yeah he was young and so he, they won the championship wow and he just remembered being a young boy being like well this isn't that great and then he was thinking of all of the times he was like no but what was great is the practices the games before that the game every little minute in between that was actually the win that was the magic. He talked about the fact that, like, the anticipation of, like, winning each small game and getting to the big game. Mm -hmm. Like, hanging out with his friends and eating fucking orange slices Everything after game. Everything that went into right, right, right. it. In, the, in that middle. 
you know, in the in the middle. And so it's something that Oha and I have re-said to each other. It just, to me, means um, that the end result is not actually my crown, but mm. every little uh, magic moment leading up to those things, like, that's where the goodness is. Yeah. And she reminds me, specifically because we get so nervous before shows, mm -hmm. she specifically reminded me of that in this case where I was so nervous before a show, and she was like, hey, you know, it's like, it was all the times we got together and wrote this, right, you right, mean, right, Catherine. Right. It's already done. It's already done. We already did all of the work that we needed to, and nothing's going to change at this point. So, yeah. it's just, uh, and as soon as she said that, uh, my anxiety level was lower. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, okay, it's done it's just the parts of this that were the best parts are, we already did them and this is just uh, this is just the end of it yeah um so that definitely was really good advice i feel like in today's society how do you feel about those little moments that happen intermittently before you know just in life just with somebody special or just life in general being ca like i guess Sometimes I feel like those those moments can be marred by everyone trying to capture it, mm. you know, like with their cell phone or with you know social media it can kind of feel. It's it's a double edged sword because I'm like maybe in love with someone and like I'm just using myself as an example. Like say I'm in love with someone and I want to take pictures with them, right? But should I be constantly posting pictures on Instagram of a beach day with my boyfriend? No. Or should I be living right, a exactly. beach day with my boyfriend? So you want, like, the memory to one day look back and see these pictures. But anybody who lives their life in their phone, I think that all the time. Yeah. I actually thought that today I looked at somebody's Snapchat who had gone to the Ron Miuk. How do you say his name? Exhibit at the uh, museum. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And he has these, like, huge-ass sculptures of right, people, right. and they look like real people. Yeah, they're amazing. And she was snapping it. And I'm just like, damn, girl, like, do you look at it through your phone? Right. Or are you looking at it? Right, right. Or are you looking at which one you could take a picture of? So that is what... Uh, I also have another story. Sorry. This is about that. Because it's like living through your phone. I am... I'm somebody who's, like, down with the phone. I love it. Um... But I went to Beyonce the last time she was here. Mm -hmm. The first, you know, for the tour. Right, um, right. She, she did come twice, back from a second right. thing. And um, when I walked in, so I was a little late, and I missed the opener, and I heard Beyonce come on stage. And so we, like, ran into our aisle, and everybody's phone was up. It was a sea of phones. Whereas I cried... Yeah. Just looking at her. Like, how can you not do that? They're just living through their phones. It's just a thing where we don't want to miss anything, and then in not missing it, we end up missing it. Yeah. Like, I think we want to, like, I think we want to show other people that we were there. Sure. That that was something that we got to experience. But why is it more important? I, it's 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 not. It isn't. It's not. You're right. I, I But I see I see how it's tempting. Yeah. And honestly. I worry. This is my, this is my biggest thing with that, is... 
that I worry, and uh, to bring this back into the comedy yeah. thing, is that's what our episode of Shit Show was just about, which is our okay. sketch show, right. which is the notion of like how <clears throat> sorry, how uh, different <laughs> our lives are online than what we are like in real person, right, right. and that becoming like making those two things become closer and closer to who you really are is like equal parts scary because now who you really are is out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like, who do you really want seeing your most intimate personal moments? Who can be real online? It's hard. And I don't why know put your most intimate person? I mean, you like, wouldn't yeah. Well, some some would like. So you have Some to decide that power. for yourself. Yeah. I just wish people would stop. I wish that you would stop l- looking at things through your phone screen and it, at least embrace somewhat. Yeah. We, there is, I, I mean, we're in our 30s, but um, are you 30 yet? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. 30 now. And people um, now, like young, young people, like young people, they don't really like having conversations face to face oh definitely definitely. they'd much rather do it through their phone but that's not good we have to remember that we are actual humans with each other Mm -hmm. um we don't want to turn into wallies just robots with each other yeah wally was adorable i've dated a woman and i'm a very beautiful woman and i was like did i have a i asked her like does a guy have a better chance with you if he like walked up to you in person, like, hey, you know, well, let me, let me, let me talk to you and let me get to know you, um, and or is it best to hit you? You know how I met her on Tinder, I think. Yeah. And she was like, you have a way better chance of meeting, of talking to me via Tinder than in person. You know, I yeah. guess the why. I, I think maybe a little bit of like the the street harassment style approach, you know, can okay. kind of be a bit intimidating. You know what? You're right. I you know, see like that would be. Sorry, we're doing something. We're taking drugs. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, okay, Pop and Molly in yeah. the studio. Um, I think that if you meet me on a dating site, then you should talk to me on a dating site. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. If you try to get my number or whatever too fast, mm. then I don't I don't know where you're coming from. It's weird. Right. Um, if you, um, I tell you this, me personally. Any guy that I've ever just texted, it's never worked out. Any guy that I've dated has called me. Mm. Not first, but definitely called me. Yeah. Definitely, Um, definitely. Had stories that were too long for text or whatever, you know. But guys that I just text, I'm like, eh. Yeah, no, no. That that would change for different people, but... Yeah, you definitely don't want to go too fast to the texting because it's creepy. Yeah, very much so. Um, I think that's... A lot like, hey, hey, say, let me let me get your number, hey, girl, in the in yeah. the green, like, you know, just like, Hollering. dude, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I've I've learned that I'm not that kind of guy, you know. Like, I've never been that kind of dude, yeah. Because like, I never really had a crew of friends that are really into that. So like, when we Good. went out, you know, it was more like, you know, I'll go talk to her, you know, but not like yell across the room, like, yeah. And, it, it just never was my style. Plus, being like one of the tallest guys in school all the time, it's like, you know, you kind of have that awkward, like, it, it's kind of like, I've, I, I never was like super smooth, you know, like I always had like very lumbering, laborious kind of steps. And, just a, like a baby cult. I've never been very smooth either. No. I've gotten smooth, after the, but definitely not smooth. Play it up. Like, yeah. 
Do your thing. You should play it up too. No, no, not me. I've, I've gotten much better. Yeah. I've okay. gotten much better. Yeah, yeah. No. I think everybody should just be totally who they are. You know, I will just tell people that I'm very awkward. You tell people that? Yeah. A first kiss with me is almost horrible. <laughs> oh my god, me too. I'm just like, I'll do like a cone heads impression, and then um, they won't want to do it anymore. So that weeds out the bad ones. That's exactly what happens to me. Very awkward first kisses. A lot of like, oh, do you are you gonna mm-hmm. do you want to kiss? I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, Mine's a pretty decent. I think I've really? some pretty. Yeah, I've had some pretty. I, I, I guess I haven't had many bad ones. I mean, it's like, huh? I, that's good. I mean, yeah, that's really just good. like moving into it can be a little weird. Um, we met on a dating site, right? Who? That's how we met. No, we didn't. Where did we meet at? Oh, Barbara. Oh, Barbara. my God. <laughs> that's right. We at met Barb. in real life. Yeah, yeah, the real life. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, no. Were you drunk? Was, oh, I was probably Pro- out of my probably. mind. You know what? You were having a great time. Barb yeah. was dope. You were living your best life. Yeah. You were was, finding your, your I haven't groove. been back in a long time, but. Yeah, I was the bouncer. <sighs> I was the Stacey's bouncer. Stacy's got her groove back, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was the bouncer that. there, and I was like, Stacy swag. Like, yeah, you, your swag was just like, you're a very interesting person. I could. Drunk confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was permeating off of you, and maybe it was a cigarette smoker. It was one of Probably. the two. It Both. was a mix. It was a mix, but. Uh, cigarette and confidence. <laughs> yeah. It's all you need is vodka sprite and camel blues. Oh, wow. That sounds mm-hmm. like a beautiful country song. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> So That's some, I would write that about you. Honey. Thank you. <laughs> I would. I'd write it. Camel blues. <laughs> vodka sprites. <laughs> I love the way. <laughs> you're such a delight. <laughs> this is amazing. Cut, I'm about to cut that and copy it, but you're uh, going somewhere. Let's put press it. Lay it. Press it, say lay it. it. What do you say? Like hit it. I don't know. Hit it. What do you say when you're going to lay down a cool track? Cool track. I'm gonna, let's lay down this tra- this cool track at the studio, bitch. Yeah. Oh, I was on The Voice. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, sing um, Katy Perry. <clears throat> you make me feel like I'm doing it. Do it in your real voice. You think I'm pretty. You want me to do it for real? Yeah, it's just so beautiful. You sing for real, huh? No, She's so good. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna vindicate myself. The okay. voice. Here I go. Uh huh. Um, how does it start? You think I'm pretty without any makeup on? You think I'm pretty without any makeup on? You think I'm funny and I take the punchline wrong? I know you think me. How did my walls come down? Down. Let's go all the way tonight. No regrets. Just love. That's it. I can't okay, remember the rest yeah. of it. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Well, you have some, you have some talent. I, oh, I can tell. Thank you. Yes. Her sing that fucking song. <laughs> what song would you have sang? Um, you were the audition for the voice. She was on. The oh, voice. you were really on the yeah, voice. Yeah, I really was on. Oh, oh okay. I'm she not. like made it in front of all the judges. Really? Yes. I would awesome. have sang. She was on TV. Huh. I think I would have sang maybe a case of you by Joni Mitchell. I don't know. Case that of God. You, yeah. Oh yeah. Sing that a little bit. Just before our love got lost in the rain, you are the heaven of the earth. And I said, constantly, constantly in the dark, I say, give it to me. Wow, I did not know you could. Uh, Sorry, my, I'm going to tell you guys all okay. something. It's a secret. 
No, my breast not. is uh, pressing against my um, sternum right now, and it's giving me acid reflux. Yeah, Boom. I don't think that's why. Do you think that's why? You have it was acid helping. Reflux? Yeah. She has acid reflux, and I used to think I had acid reflux, and then it turns out I had gallstones. So. Oh, yeah. damn. What's yeah. you, what do you have? What's your physical thing? Um, what's wrong with you physically? Yeah, what's wrong I, with I you? Think, I really think I have like a sports hernia at some point. Like, uh, I've been feeling like really like ballsy and backsy and like ballsy like and tight backsy? yeah like really tight i need to go to the doctor i'm gonna doctor we should years. all go to the doctor yeah that'd be dope i would love to if we'll anybody all report would marry back. me for insurance <laughs> yo god oh I, I need that so bad um no but uh yeah no i think i think i have something because I, I do av like okay audio like, visual heard of it boom no um but i like, hadn't yeah but like setting up big speakers and like if you go to yeah. a concert or like a, a convention everything is you know kind of you have to lift everything up you know so okay. uh all that back work kind of has my back feeling yeah. like crazy so now we lately. know what's wrong with each other physically yeah. definitely um, mm-hmm. and emotionally yeah we've covered we have definitely, covered yeah. emotionally the, the well. scars are there the what are your are. what are your takeaways you know um my takeaway is definitely to I I would like to maybe show you affection more. Okay, that's very um, sweet. Because I almost cried when you were talking about the Billy Wayne Davis thing. It was just I'm about to start my period, so it's okay. like a whole thing. I could um, cry immediately. Yeah, I could. Do you want to have a cry? Out? Yeah, no, let's cry. do it later. Okay, okay. Let's do it later. <laughs> um, because I swear to God, I will cry harder than you. Um, she's trying to cry right now, but she's there's no way you're gonna do it better than me. You I swear to God. You know what I'm gonna think of? My grandma died recently. I can't. I don't have anybody that died. Oh my like dad's dead. Oh god, everybody's <laughs> dead. Um, yeah, and I just like hate my boobs and I hate my body sometimes. But also, I want to be positive for people. Uh, and I feel like my apartment's really dirty. It's like, just right now. I'll help you. I know. Well, I have a maid coming tomorrow. Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay. Tears just dried up. Just thought <sighs> about Maria. Oh. Uh, she is Maria. your savior. Yeah, yeah, I do. You have a, a maid that comes in every. Yeah. I do, and I'm obsessed with her. And I her name is Maria. Unfortunately, Maria. <laughs> I wish it was Jessica. Oh yeah, yeah I don't know. She's an older bit, lady, yeah. um, and she's so sweet. And I, I give her things. I make her take them. I'm like, would you love this piece of furniture? Because she'll take it out and she'll keep it. I've been thinking about getting a maid myself. Like, you do can it. you Treat recommend yourself. it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because like I, I've I been thinking her. like what. I was thinking, like, what do I need to do to prepare for a maid? Because I feel like I'll just, you know... I don't do a lot. I should do more. Sometimes I leave her extra money because I'm like, sorry. <laughs> right, and right. the things she has seen in my drawers. Oh, God. Um, like, she folds your clothes in your drawers? Like she'll, re- she'll put things in my drawers, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's just seen too much. It's bad. Um, Have you ever heard that Santana scene? <clears throat> Maria, um, Maria. Um, West Side Story. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard him. Great song. I saw him at a hotel once that I was staying at. Also, so <laughs> wow. I've met him. <laughs> um, yeah. What What's your takeaway? Um, from from this conversation, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, my takeaway would be kind of I was thinking about relationship advice and like the y'all gave me the John uh what was his name uh Billy Wayne Davis Bill, Billy Wayne check him out on iTunes Billy Wayne he's Davis. got a new album out oh, okay Greg I'll give it a look um the best advice I've heard from uh about relationships and just life in general was um always trust your gut 
Yeah. You know, like, if something doesn't feel right, just don't do it. Just don't. Just stop it. You know, like, just literally stop it. I remember um, I was dating a woman, and I, I still do have bad uh, wisdom teeth pain, but I was dating someone, and every single night at the same exact time, I would get home to her, and my teeth would just, from from my head all the way down to my collarbone, just pain. And like the nerve lining, just pain all throughout my face. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I need to get my wisdom teeth out still, but the night we broke up, pain was gone. <laughs> like literally it was causing me physical pain to be in that relationship. Oh my god! Like so, like I really should have trusted my gut. Like yeah, that—that that was yeah, that was more pain than I'm used to. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have to take Tylenol, you know, PM every night. It's to like your to gut sleep. told you, and then you didn't listen, so it was like, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, calling my friends, the wisdom teeth. <laughs> right, right, right. I right. believe in that. I believe in the gut thing. I have a few like maybe mottos for my own life, and honestly, uh, to be honest, trust your intuition. Absolutely. I think it's the most powerful tool that we have trust your intuition every time that i haven't trusted i've been like fuck stupid and, yeah no and it just listen and it like it's not gonna lead you wrong you know um yeah. and yeah so i think that's the best advice i've gotten um have you ever listened to someone on your show and been like i shouldn't have done that or like i you know something that done that or said that do you or? listen to the show <laughs> No, no. I listen to the show sometimes, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily what you said, but kind of, have you, do y'all take what you learn or what you talk about and apply it to your everyday life? Sure. Yeah. I think we internalize a lot about <laughs> yeah. the show. I know for certain I have, um, uh-huh. but I think we've learned a great deal from the people that have come on. I feel more connected to the world in general yeah, right. uh, because of our podcast. I feel like... Um, and it's not just getting compliments for it or anything like that. There's something well, cathartic, we yeah, yeah, about just like talking about a thing and then just putting it out, you know. Yeah, we uh, everything that we talk about is interesting to me. Right, right, um, usually. Yeah. Um, there's times that it hasn't been, but uh, I, I just try. I, it's the most fun thing I do, and it's just about life. So I'm interested in anybody's life that wants to come talk about it. Yeah. That's Absolutely. interesting, I guess. Um, and that's my, f- it's just my favorite. Yeah. And I also think that uh, a big component of having fun with something is um, we come at it from a huge place of genuine curiosity and yeah. of wanting to know more about other people and um, about what their little idiosyncrasies are. And when they're honest, it's always a gold mine. Mm-hmm. It's always a um, very fun. full of something that we had not experienced or didn't really know about. And even if we've heard a variable of it or a variance of it before, it's cool still. Um, it's cool still for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. No regrets. <laughs> no, no, absolutely none. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap it up, but the one question that I ask everybody is, what do you tell someone who's creative and uh, artistic or it might be anything, someone that's kind of going about life with their own rules, what do you tell them when they want to give up? That That's my, that's like, can you give me one one big shining moment sentence on, on what you what you tell people when they might want to hang it up because uh, that, that, that's one of the bigger things I want to convey to people that 
it's never too late. It's never too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, keep pushing through with whatever you're going through. Um, and I think people that use that creative side of their brain do it a little bit better, you know? Um, I guess my advice would be the same that we just talked about is trust your gut. Absolutely. Um, if you... there On Six Feet Under, there was this time where um, this quote where the aunt said to the niece, why are you an artist? And she was like, I don't know. You know, and she was like explaining how she likes to draw. And she was like, ask me why I'm an, I'm an artist. Because she was also an artist. And the niece said, why are you an artist? And she said, because there's nothing else I can be. Hmm. So I always, that stuck with me. Even though I don't like paint or anything, I do hair and that's creative. That's always stuck with me. This is the only thing that I can be. This is my passion, my everything. is my day job, right? So that's a creative field. This podcast, it's because I... I die without it. You know, I love it. It's what I am. And then my gut tells me to go for it. Mm -hmm. When my gut has told me to stop something, I stop something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. that doesn't mean I quit it. I move to something else. So if somebody's out there that's creative and just it, it hasn't hit for them yet, I would say maybe look at your definition of success. If your success is fame, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. But <laughs> if your definition of success is happiness in your creation, then you're doing it already. What's it matter? Yeah, I agree with that. And then I would say that for me, um, I think people wait a long time to call themselves writers or movie makers mm-hmm. or comedians. Or yes, oh my God. I yeah. think they they wait too long. I think it's like... Because of you're the not, old heads. Old heads ruin everything. I'm goddamn Any, old heads. <laughs> anyone that started doing anything before 1999 thinks that they did it the right way. Sure, it <laughs> will be like that one day. Yeah, 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 we really will be. yeah, yeah, yeah. We I really will be. Yeah. I started podcasting. You have to plug your mic in. Like, <laughs> before, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, call no, it, like, label Just call yourself it is. If you're writing something, uh, it, it's not like you don't need to move to LA to make a movie. You don't need an expensive camera to make a movie you don't need anything you just need your cell phone and (laughs) you need to fucking actually sit down and figure out how to write something and shoot it even if it's bad even if it's do anything it should be coming out of your fingertips like get a macbook and make it happen yeah yeah you know what that's i would say a macbook is very expensive (laughs) i I I would say you're gonna use what you have if you want to do something yeah if you're an artist that wants to paint you'll paint on a piece of paper yeah. Absolutely. you don't have to have a huge canvas Absolutely. if you're a movie maker then you'll film something on your iphone and then you'll go up from there yeah make it till you make it I i'm also a think, huge proponent of that i also huge. think this is that hard work is a lot in this time it's it's about more of the details and the day-to-day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it isn't about that last show or having mm-hmm. the movie created it's more so can you sit down every single day for 10 to 15 minutes and write something oh, you're talking and then yourself. two or three months later yeah. can you sit down uh, 30 minutes every single day and make something and I am talking to myself that's exactly yeah. I think what it takes so you want to do mm-hmm. um, yeah just um, trust your gut call yourself what you are um, and work really 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 hard yeah that hard work for no money <laughs> for nothing oh man you that's better talk one. yeah for literally for nothing mm-hmm. um, but not for nothing I want to thank y'all for coming on um, Consume Only This. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot. I uh, learned uh, that I need to go home and talk to my mother about growing up. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> hope she does this podcast because she might be a little uh, mad at me that I don't remember my childhood, but uh, <laughs> repressed memories. But no, I really want to thank y'all for coming on. Uh, tell us about where they can find your podcast. Um, and where y'all anything coming up in the near future? Y'all been killing it with the live uh, oh, yeah, shows. I've been. I really wish I could made it out to the past couple i've been busy on friday nights that was no so. problem yeah we had a uh, cam franklin on our last one and the Amazing. fat tony on the one before yeah yeah um, i've worked with both of them guys i, I love cool. both of them yeah that's, that's awesome yeah so we have some live shows gear up please check out shit show which is our sketch show um relationship and you can go to relationship podcast on instagram or find us on facebook um and um, then yeah. uh itunes on iTunes, absolutely. That's where you can actually listen to us and rate yeah. and review us because that's helpful. iTunes. And then um, we also work with Catherine Way, who has a show called So Like Basically. That we help produce. That we help produce. Oh, awesome. And you can find us at Rec Room downtown where we are residents. And I believe that website's Rec Room HTX. Everybody should check out Rec Room. It's so cool. I haven't been yet. Yeah, it's really it's cool. beautiful venue. If you guys are looking for shows, they have like memberships. They have uh, uh, workspaces during the day. It's just a really great supportive space for yeah. people who are making comedy and different kinds of art here mm-hmm. in Houston. Okay, great, great, great. The yeah, pub. Yeah. Oh, also Mockingbird Network, which is the yeah, that's our network. That's yeah. a network that we're awesome, on. awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Brenda. Yeah, yeah, she's so. doing great things. Uh, one of my motivators and. I look up to her. She's uh, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, but yeah, okay. So we're gonna wrap it up, guys. And I really appreciate everyone for uh, listening to consume only this on the Conduit Podcast Network. Welcome to the Conduit Podcast Network. A little bored at work? Remember, networking is one letter away from not working. Conduit Podcast Network, relevant to our interest. Our interest. Our interest.